Welcome to the Gonzo Chronicles. I'm your host, Cyrus Alderwood, the official spokesman for Generation X. Stick around. It's going to get weird, as always. Welcome back to the Gonzo Chronicles. This is Cyrus Alderwood. I had to take a bit of a break. It took about a three-week hiatus on the show. So thanks uh, for those of you who are sticking around to listen. Um, certainly appreciate it. But, man, a lot has happened in three weeks since I decided to take a little break. Um, so before we get into like other issues going forward on the show uh, and other guests, I just thought I'd pop on and just, uh, wow, what, a, what an eventful thing month we've had. We've had Will Smith bitch slapping Chris Rock. We've had Amber Heard shitting the bed <laughs> on Johnny uh, Depp. If, have you been watching this trial? I've just got to ask this to you folks out there. Has anyone been watching this? This is about as addicting as watching the OJ trial back in the 90s. I'm not kidding. Uh, yeah, I was glued to that back then. Yeah, Here's the funny thing. Uh, for those of you who remember the OJ Simpson trial, I was in Atlanta. So, you know, those of you who know me know I'm a baseball fan. And uh, big time Cincinnati Reds fan. Love the Reds. And Castellini, if you move that team, you'll be on my shit list forever. However, I love the Reds. And back in the 90s, um, my two favorite teams were the Reds and the Braves, the Atlanta Braves. Well, a friend of mine actually had some tickets to go see the Atlanta Braves. And I always wanted to see Deion Sanders. I want to see prime time. So he played for the Reds. And then right before I go to see the Reds play the Braves at Fulton County Stadium, I take my sister Melinda and uh, her husband Robbie uh, uh, at the time. And, and um, they uh, they go with me down to Atlanta. And we're watching. The, we're ready to watch the Braves. I'm ready to see Deion Sanders. How exciting. But Deion Sanders got traded. From the Reds. And I'm like, what? 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 Fortunately, he got traded to the Braves. So I got to see Deion Sanders anyway, uh, which was really, really cool. So um, I'm sitting there. Uh, we had two two, uh, two games we had, I had tickets for. So we're watching, I think it was uh, probably the second game. And... Atlanta is the home of CNN, for those of you who don't know. I'm watching the Braves game, uh, Braves versus Reds, and at some point during the game, this big, giant TV that's in Fulton County Stadium at the time, this big Titan Tron or whatever it was called back then, they break in, breaking news between innings. And there I'm looking, I'm sitting there in the stands, I think I'm along the 
first base line, probably 50 rows back, maybe. And holy crap, man, what do I see? The infamous slow white Bronco driving away from the police in L.A. That was my first experience with, like, wow, that's O.J. Simpson. What did O.J. do? And why is he hauling ass? Well, he wasn't even hauling ass. They were going really, really slow. So, anyway, um, yeah, that was such a captivating trial back then. Yeah, he was guilty. <clears throat> um, so, uh, anyway, <laughs> fast forward to here. I am watching Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. The he said, she said trial. Is this woman like god-awful evil or what? I'm sure Johnny Depp is no saint. I'm not saying that. I'm sure the man has plenty of faults. I mean, he is a Hollywood elitist. And uh, these people are into some crazy drugs and debauchery like nobody's business. And he was actually good friends with one of my favorite writers, Hunter S. Thompson. And uh, that guy was a crazy loon. Um, love his writing. If I lived that lifestyle, I'd have been dead 10 years ago. But here we are watching Amber, Amber Heard's all the horrible things that this woman has done. And, uh, wow, I just kind of want to weigh in. I know Will Smith's career is probably ruined for a few years. And they said Johnny Depp's career was ruined. But I think he's going to see a major resurrection in his career. Yeah, he's going to look like the biggest wuss on this side of, of the planet uh, for putting up with that shit. Uh, before getting divorced, like, why do you take that kind of abuse? I guess we could ask that to battered women, too. That's probably unfair of me to even bring that up. But um, the Me Too movement, throw Johnny Depp in there. Uh, yeah, because that guy took some abuse. Might as well throw Will Smith in there, too, even though he was an asshole for what he did. Probably deserves all the all the crap coming his way. But again, I don't know these people personally. I don't, I don't wish anybody ill will. So I'm sure in about three years, we'll see Will Smith and Chris Rock starring in a movie together because America loves a good comeback. And so do I. So who knows? We'll see, I guess, is the answer to all that. But also in the news, well, the Ukraine-Russia thing I'm going to get into in a minute. But I want to talk a little bit about Twitter and Elon Musk. Elon Musk, I guess, has become everybody's favorite hero now on the right. Because he stepped out and bought Twitter, it looks like. I mean, the deal is still going through. And maybe the Justice Department will have some things they have to say to slow things down. Who knows? Who knows where this is going to go? But it looks as if he's bought Twitter. And he's really lighting up some funny tweets out there, too, which is priceless. Um, but, you know, for a lot of my friends on the far left and far right, well, I don't really have any friends on the far left or far right. Let's just say I have some friends on the left and right. Um, keep in mind, man, I kind of want to, like, yeah, cheer this. It's a good thing he's done. I th I'm a total advocate of free speech. You've heard me say this a million times on the show. Uh, you know, if you think there's problems with free speech, you know what the answer to that is? More free speech. Uh, I don't believe in censoring anybody. You come on the show, if you drop F-bombs, hell, that's on you. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, I, I, I think the social media platforms should also be that way. Now, I know that they're, they're publicly owned, you know, Twitter's a publicly traded company. So that being a public forum, it should have to adhere to all the tenets of free speech. And as we've come to find out, um, 
not everybody thinks that free speech is a good idea in this country especially and which is terrible like how can you be a proud american or an american that just exercises your civil liberties and not believe in free speech so that, that brings me to a question i'm going to pop up something here real quick i'm going to pull up some news you go to yahoo.com ah shit. i hate when i click on the wrong thing uh um yeah, so I'm looking up Ari Melber on, C on MSNBC. So here's an article that came out, and, and I saw this. I've seen a video of this. And Ari Melber, I'm going to read some of this and see what you think. And this is off of RealClearPolitics.com. MSNBC host Ari Melber warns that Twitter changing owners, that with Twitter, with Twitter changing owners, more people might rely on it for news they believe to be true, okay? Fake news. Melbourne also notes how easy it is to abuse free speech when you own social media, which under the new ownership is now a concern and a warning. And this is Ari Melbourne. You could secretly ban one party's candidate. This is a quote. If all you own, if you own all of Twitter or Facebook or what have you, you don't have to explain yourself, he said. You don't even have to be transparent. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates, all of its nominees. Or you could just secretly turn down the reach of their stuff and turn up the reach of something else. And the rest of us might not even find out until after the election, he warned. Wow. And then Melbourne went on to say in this article, he wondered, Elon Musk says this is all to help people because he is uh, because he is a free uh, he is just a free speech, philosophically clear, open-minded helper, a world helper, if you will. Is that true? Should you take him at his word? Should you care about this, whether you have a Twitter account or not? This is important stuff. Wow. So let's let's revisit that last statement here. You could secretly ban one party's candidate or all of its candidates, or all of its nominees. Or you can just secretly turn down the reach of their stuff and turn up the reach of something else, and the rest of us might not even find out until after the election. That is exactly what Twitter did to political candidates on the, on the Republican side of the ticket this last election. I would argue, in fact, that we would have a different president if it wasn't for Facebook and Twitter. Because everybody now that's finding out about Hunter Biden's laptop, what was on that laptop, and dealings with Ukraine, Ukrainian and Russian oligarchs, and all of the money that the Biden family was taking from overseas and from the Chinese Communist Party, that if they had known that, the latest, I think I heard a poll on, I want to say it was CNN, that... 25% of Democrats would not have voted for Joe Biden. They would have either voted for Trump or stayed home. That would have easily flipped the election back to Trump. So what did Twitter do when the Hunter Biden story broke? It broke through the Washington Post, mind you, one of the oldest news newspapers, news establishments in the country. They censored a news organization. They blocked those stories 
and then they deleted their Twitter account. That is exactly what they did. And now we know the exact person at Twitter who did it because I guess they were outed and he actually admitted to the fact, yes, I, I blocked that story. Um, and I blocked the Washington or the uh, New York Post. I'm sorry, not the Washington Post, the New York Post who broke that story. And they stuck by it. So MSNBC, CNN, NBC, all your mainstream media, even it's no Fox in there except for a couple of evening shows where they talked about this ad nauseum. Um, they all kind of suppressed those articles. Facebook suppressed any of that as fake news. You were not allowed to see it because it was not, the fact checkers deemed it not to be true. So who are these fact checkers? We're coming to find out they're like people in their mid-20s who've just been assigned the role, who have different political opinions than Obviously, the majority of the country, I think, and because uh, they're on the far left, and they have turned down the reach of conservatives or banned them altogether off their platform. All kinds of conservatives have been kicked off of Twitter that have just showed up in the last handful of days. So that brings me to a question that I asked um, quite a few people. And let me go to, uh, here's the question I asked. And um, this was what I chose to be the question of the day. I actually emailed this to specific people that were in in the culture, whether they were yeah different different types of people. That I thought I would love to hear their opinion to weigh in, and I got zero answers in email. But here was my question: since Twitter has been a major news story lately, with Elon Musk taking over, um. The topic of shadow banning and kicking people off of a free speech platform has been hotly debated. And I want to make clear, I don't want to change our Constitution, not one single word. I love it just as it is. But I posed the question, and I, this is kind of an incendiary question. I'm surprised a lot of people didn't weigh in on this, but then in a way I'm not. Should we have a law that outlines the consequences of violating someone's freedom of speech in these modern times of social media and digital speech. Is that even necessary at this point? Do we need a digital social media free speech bill of rights of sorts? So, I mean, think about that. What, what do you think? Do we need to have something like that? Because a lot of people um, that, uh, you know, weighed in on this kind of had, kind of got bitten in the ass. I'm going to read a tweet from, I'm not going to say who it is. I kind of like this actor. He's he's a good guy. I don't think he meant exactly what he said, so he backtracked. But he did uh, pose, you know, he did say um, this was uh, yesterday, I guess about 11 a.m. Uh, and one of my favorite actors. All right, so let's all please remember that hate speech is not free speech. It comes with a cost to real lives. Let's make kindness our default setting. Yeah, I like that. Let's make kindness our default setting. But hate speech is not free speech. My question is, who determines what hate speech is? Is it these people behind the desks at Twitter? Because they banned the sitting president of the freest nation on the planet. They banned Donald Trump from Twitter because they didn't like his mean tweets. So he might have said something, you know, that you know, another person was a loser. Well, that's hate speech. 
Well, no, it's not. It's calling somebody a loser. There's a big difference between hate speech and, you know, being insulting. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it was his, yeah, he, he ruffled feathers with his Twitter account. He didn't hold back a lot of things. I kind of, well, you know, whether you like him or not, you know, at least you know what the hell he was thinking. I can't say as much with the guy in the White House now or any other staff at this point because they gaslight us 24-7. I sat and watched people in the administration and even in the White House today, the president, say the economy is doing good. But today the GDP report showed that the economy contracted nearly 1.5% for the first quarter. That's not good. So don't tell me we're doing great and uh, and we're not. Gaslighting. I've We've heard the Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, go on all the talk shows about how we're getting our supply chain in line, everything's getting better. And now we're hearing from companies as they report their earnings, like supply chain issues are about to get a lot worse because China keeps locking down. And now they're talking about locking down Beijing, the biggest transportation port in the world. Where do you think most of our goods and services come from? Thanks, Walmart. Um, globalism has bit us all in the ass. There is going to be a shortage of food in this world, and there's all kinds of people now warning about it. Maybe not in America, because we'll pay more for it. But you talk about third world countries that don't have the money that we have. You know, so it makes a big difference. Somewhere someone's starving. There is absolutely no reason, zero reason, to have famine anywhere in this world. Zero. Unless people in powerful places want it that way. That needs to be made clear. We have plenty of great land to grow food, crops, cattle, you know, chickens, whatever we need to feed the world. And feed them abundantly. But we don't because certain people in power make those decisions. Now, when the meat prices are shooting up through the through the roof this winter and through the summer and this coming winter, when, when things uh, get progressively, if they get worse, hopefully they don't. But it's, it's enough that we pay right now for beef, right, for hamburger and uh, ground beef and chickens. Keep in mind that our government has allowed the Chinese Communist Party to buy big swaths of land in our country. Bill Gates has spent enormous billions of dollars buying land, farmable land, land that was used for cattle, because he thinks we should all be living off beyond meat, meatless products, being vegetarian. That fat bastard doesn't want us to eat meat because he thinks cows cause global warming, and you want to see a reduction in cattle around the world, buy the biggest swaths of land where cattle are prevalent, and then there's no cattle there. It's a tactic. So thanks, Bill Gates. Um, we could see this coming from a mile away. Um, as a matter of fact, case in point, locally where I'm from, I was just having this discussion with somebody earlier today who wants a good bit of land and is surrounded by farmers here in my part of Virginia, that um, it is getting very, very difficult to get fertilizer. And the costs are going up enormously. So the farmers here have no choice but to um, sell off their cattle, lessen their livestock, 
because it's going to cost more for the hay to feed them. So the size of the farms and the amount of beef that we have available is about to shrink. It's in the process of shrinking, even at local levels where I'm at. So, you know, th that's, that's a real problem because we decided a long time ago in our trade agreements that we were going to start bringing most of our fertilizer from over in Asia. And when China decides every time they see two COVID cases to shut an entire city down in every port, well, guess what happens to the supply chains? The things you need in your iPhones, your computers, your cars, your farms, and on your land does not come over here. This is what we're in the middle of. Sucks. <clears throat> so, as I go off on that rant, um, yeah, this actor who talked about free speech, you know, if I go on there and say, hey, the Chinese Communist Party or the, or the, uh, the, you know, the liberal Democrats in Congress are directly responsible for food shortages, food shortages and supply chain shortages because they have incompetent people in charge of various departments. Well, I, if somebody doesn't like that at Twitter could say, hey, I'm incite, being insightful and causing hate speech. So that stifles any debate now, doesn't it? How many people got kicked off of Twitter because they didn't trust the, uh, you know, I guess they questioned the science behind COVID and the uh, all the uh, vaccines. And now we're hearing all kinds of information coming out about these vaccines and some of the harm they've caused. And I mean, I'm sure they've done a lot of good. And it's a lot of, but, you know, the people who've been the most dishonest, I mean, how many times has Fauci changed the story? But questioning him, oh, well, now you're questioning science. That's got to be hate speech because you're going to cause people to get hurt. So they, they, bought, they block and ban. So who defines what hate speech is? I thought the whole purpose of scientific discussion was to question the science always. But anytime they tell you you can't question something, that comes from a position of authoritarianism. And that is, that is absolutely evil. That is very communist in nature. Um, so that, that's never a good thing. Anytime somebody tries to stymie anybody's freedom of speech, it's just, to me, it's like the same as banning books. The people who do that shit are never the good guys, ever. Not once in history. Information is power. And those who control it and keep it from the rest of us, they have ultimate power. So kudos for Elon Musk for buying Twitter. Hopefully he makes it a free free speech platform truly uh i don't i don't expect to have you know conservatives running amok on there because there's all kinds of liberals too i just think we should have an even playing field for discussion and yes people should be polite to each other let you know let let people you know the better angels be out there no reason to be insulting or derogatory even though there will be people out there that do that and this actor kind of recanted himself a little bit um and, uh, you know, he he wasn't intending that kind of backlash because a lot of people um, that were chiming in. It's like, you know, just remember, if, just because you disagree with something does not make it hate speech. You know, disagreeing with somebody's political opinion or political philosophy or questioning a, uh, you know, an antibiotic or a vaccine or a political outcome, an election result, these are not hate speech. This is not the same as crying fire in a theater. This is not the boy crying wolf. These are legitimate questions that people can actually do research and answer for themselves. 
if they will allow it. So just because something's offensive does not make it hate. Now, the flip side of free speech is I can say whatever I want on Twitter, right? Maybe. But at the same time, the, the other side of that free speech, you don't have to listen to anything I say if you don't want. Whatever you say, somebody doesn't have to listen to you. That's the beauty of free speech. We can listen to whatever we want. And, you know, if, you, if something's offensive, don't go run into a safe room. Just tune them out. You don't have to listen. It's just that simple. Go find other people to follow uh, on social media, other people to interact with. I would love to see social media actually be something very social because about 40% of the users on Twitter are bots. That's, that's a problem. Um, now, I've been rambling on here for a little bit, so I'm going to bring up one other quick thing before I close this show. And then I promise we'll bring some people back on here and talk about some cool stuff um, in the coming weeks. But I've been following so much that's going on in Ukraine, and it's really painful, like we've talked about before, to see so many people just getting bombarded by Russian forces. Bombs, I mean, you know, bombing a baby hospital. I mean, who in the hell's right mind does that? Putin is an evil prick. Let's face it. But, you know, the more I learn about Ukraine, it is actually, I heard today on, this was another news source, uh, TV news, that reported that Ukraine was the third most corrupt country on the planet. Russia is number nine. So we're really talking about two of the most corrupt countries in the world beating the shit out of each other. And we keep sending money over there. Now, if we have hyperinflation and actually negative economic growth, why did we just pass $33 billion in a bill? to go to Biden to sign, to send over there. I, I'm kind of getting a little bit tired. I mean, we've just sent all kinds of weapons. Why don't we go back into Afghanistan and get half of those weapons we left behind and give them to Ukraine? Just half of them. But no, we left 80-some billion dollars worth of weapons over there. And I'm beginning to think that this shit's done on purpose. you got to want, I mean, we there was no reason for this kind of runaway inflation. So you have to wonder if this is done on purpose. And the fact that they keep piling on, when the more money, the more bills you pass to spend money, the worse you're making inflation. It's, it, it's fairly common sense. So we're, we're passing another bill. We just, we just passed one to send, like, what, $800 million over there, and now another. Listen, I'm getting, I'm, this is what's pissing me off. We have so many issues in our country right now to handle. Families that can't pay electric bills, uh, gas prices going through the roof. People, There are really people out there that live paycheck to paycheck that have to decide, hey, am I going to spend money on gas going to work, or am I cutting my damn grocery bill in half this month? And what do I do with my two kids? These are real issues, folks. And not to mention we have the worst flood of, of illegal immigration coming across the border, worse than it's ever been. We had the lowest numbers to now the highest numbers ever. And we cannot sustain, you know, 20, 30, 40,000 people a day coming across our border. They're running, into, they're running into Texas. They're running into Arizona, New Mexico, California. People there cannot afford to pay the, the, the extra in, like, car insurance, health insurance, hospitals that are going to raise prices because the, the amount of pressure it puts on everything. Schools. And not just that, but if you work in, uh, in you know, doing a manual labor job, if you're a blue-collar worker, well, they just got 
guess how many people are going to be competing with you under the table now? Where is your job security? If you're going to pass a $30 billion bill to send to, to any more over there to the oligarchs in Ukraine, who, by the way, are all freaking billionaires themselves, Zelensky is a freaking multi-billionaire, let him spend his damn money before they send yours and mine. Every time they pass a bill over $5 billion on some stupid spending, I think they ought to find 10 places they can send that to make it better. What about all the crime that's going on right now in Baltimore? Or how about down in Laredo in Texas? Let's go down there. Let's, let's give more Border Patrol agents down there to help, or humanitarian people down there to help with the border crisis. Let's, uh, let's go in and start uh, fixing up some of these inner cities that have had the hell torn out of them from bad policies for the last 40 years. I think we could spend that money better somewhere else. How many veterans right now need better health care? You're going to spend $30 billion over there in the middle of a war we really don't belong in, yet you're going to let homeless veterans stay outside another night? That is an absolute sin. And I think any politician that votes for that bullshit bill or any bill like that, your priorities are screwed up, and I think you're absolutely wrong for this country. If you're voting for a bill over $10 billion and you don't have something in there to help homeless veterans or some cause here in this country uh, as an equal amount, in places that actually need it, Baltimore, Chicago, Detroit, uh, how about in places in Appalachia that really need a lot more funding to kind of catch up their economy before they get behind another 20 years? There are a lot of politicians out there that are just absolute bullshit grifters. And I'm not just talking about Democrats. I'm talking about probably 95% of the Republicans. So I'm going to be more careful watching who votes for what bill. Because if you're voting any more for Ukraine and you don't give a dime in that same bill to American veterans, then you're an absolute disgrace to the United States of America. Your priorities are so far up your own ass. And whoever is paying you and sponsoring you, or whoever you're, Corporate donors are? No. I, I, th I think people are kind of they're seeing through this bullshit and getting fed up with it. Maybe you agree with me. Maybe you don't. However, I'm going to close this off. What do you guys think about the, do we need a free speech? A Bill of Rights for online free speech? I don't want to change the Constitution, but shouldn't there be consequences for people who shadow ban me or you or anyone else just because the speech is not something they like? Free speech, man. Freedom of speech. It was there to protect the, the unpopular speech more than the popular speech. Because if they only protect the popular speech, we have mob rule. That is not the way a democracy or a republic is supposed to work. Hey, buddy. I appreciate everybody listening in. So thanks, my friends. And uh, I'll be back again soon with another episode of the Gonzo Chronicles. Maybe we'll talk about some weird shit. Actually, we will because there's a crime con coming to Vegas. Not a Comic-Con, but a Crime-Con. This blew my mind when I found out about this. I can't wait to talk about this. So maybe we'll have a guest on and we'll talk about true crimes and unsolved mysteries. Till then, everybody, cheers, and I will see you down the road.